Hey Yaka here. This episode of Busy Adults, we're going to be talking about homebrew. Homebrew items, homebrew monsters, homebrew ideas. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Busy Adults. (laughs) (laughs) This is Drake here. Joined by Ray, Yaka, and Monkey. Yeah, what's Tonight's up? episode is brought to you by Busted Bones Gaming. Oh, it is thanks, guys. Monkey's streaming that he does on Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, it's good it. stuff. Um, the big one that <laughs> he has been doing on Mondays is Valheim. Hell yeah. He got us all in and other than yaka but yaka i mean this is like a 500 megabyte game you could download it in like an hour you right? could put it on a fucking internet. flash drive and you'll be done you'll For be Valheim? good yeah For real honestly dude it wow. is 500 megs wow 500 megs they they like, like we require a gig but it's That's really crazy. only 500 megabytes so yeah it's something yeah i've never noticed that okay yeah, I like the one that you played, uh, yeah. Phasmophobia or something. Is that? that yes, shit Phasmophobia is Saturday. Yep. Oh, it's hilarious, dude! Oh my god, it's so much fun. That one. And is... then Wednesdays, your Shooty Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, Shooty Wednesdays. We haven't landed on an exact game to play yet, so we've been going back and forth between like Gears Five, Halo, Apex. Uh, Right now, it's up in the air as far as Valorant or Call of Duty for tomorrow. We'll figure Monster it out. Monster Hunter. Yeah. I need to talk to people <laughs> at work because there's apparently a new one that is, like, super amazing. And I've got, like, four or five people at work that play it, and they say it's legit. There's something else. I think it's called Spell Break. I don't know. You're a bunch of freaking mages running around shooting people like Fortnite. So... That sounds horrible. It it doesn't look know. bad, but it's not something I want to try. Yeah, it's if anything Fortnite related is sounds horrible. Yeah, Fortnite. It's just a very cartoony look. It, there's no building or anything like that, but it's just very cartoony, so it turned me off right away. Gotcha. But yeah, that's who our sponsor for tonight's episode, and for the foreseeable future, <laughs> it will be. Unless you guys um, want to give us some money, that'd be awesome. Give us so money. definitely Be check them out on Facebook. Give them yeah, like, those watches, fees, you know, are good. Um, yeah. I was totally going to try to join you guys Monday and be in Third Shift Lifestyle. I was like, hey, I'm up. It's 730 and <laughs> fuck this noise. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, no, it's totally <laughs> Before fine. Before I go to work. That's fine. We just, like but, I said, transported 6,000 pounds of silver down a mountain, died a couple of times, uh, almost died to a serpent on the way back on our boat. Uh, we found a little tiny boar island that was cool, and then uh, we killed a dragon. Nice. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so yeah, I helped. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight's episode, though, we will be talking on pretty much homebrew. Yep. Um, things we found either on Facebook or Pinterest or other places that you know we like. Um, f- fair warning: I'm almost willing to bet. A substantial amount of money, and I'll be actually be shocked if Yaka doesn't have anything either <laughs> Broly or Venom related. He just destroyed all my material in one sentence. <laughs> I literally found two examples of the researching. <laughs> the first, 
the first thing he says when I hop on is like, I found my Broly. I'm like, oh, of course you did. Um, so, yeah. So, with that, let's jump right in. Yaka, give us no, your uh, Broly. I actually went pretty softball on this. I, bought, I found a funny magical oh. item that I saved. It is called the Fiddlestick. It is a short sword legendary <laughs> item. This weapon may look like something of a bard's pack, or from a bard's pack, but it's actually an artifact from the legendary warrior D.M. Burns. The, this, is the, this is it. The fiddlestick cuts surprisingly easy, easily despite having no visible blade. It is said that its original owner had it custom enchanted after winning a duel with nothing but a bow and a viol. Sounds like a song we all know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite its deadly edge, it can still be used to play viols or similar instruments, though that would be a horrible waste. Uh, in combat, the fiddlestick has the same properties as the short sword, plus three. Additionally, while attuned, if you miss an attack while wielding the fiddlestick, you may use your reaction to speak the command phrase, Oh, fiddlesticks! This will allow you to make an additional melee attack using the fiddlestick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Yako were talking about yeah. this one off, off stream, off podcast, oh, and that's the first thought. Absolutely the first thought was like, oh, duh, devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. He won the bow, or he won the fiddle, or the violin. You gotta have a bow with a violin. That's it. It's a legendary item. Bada bing, bada boom. If only it did some kind of like fire damage on top of there. Like just throw a D4 of fire damage in there. Or it's from the fire plane and it's got these glowing embers across the stick part of it. Oh, yeah. Like it's attuned to the fire plane. Ooh, yeah. Just, um. Uh, what's the can? What's the cantrip? Control flame. Yeah, control. No. It's uh, yeah, it's control flame. Spark. There's control um, flame. There's uh, create bonfire. Create. Uh, I mean, there's burning hands. Yeah. Well, this is that a cantrip burning Mm-mm. hands? No. It's a level one. one? Okay. Yeah, control flame is a level, is a cantrip. Uh, create bonfire is a cantrip. Are- that wouldn't take that much to enchant it with that on there. Like to throw extra one on there so it's continually on fire. There you go. Like just making shish kebabs all day long. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's a cute I love little that. item. That's a beautiful I yes. <laughs> what? It's it is. That's why I picked it. It's adorable. This is a cute little item. <laughs> oh, next he's gonna go full brilliant <laughs> rage. <laughs> I mean, so obviously you would give that item to the bard, right? Like that's the bard gets yeah. that. Barbarian. The barbarian. The barbarian. Uh, okay. Barbarian. So he's just throwing fire all over the place. That's fine. Well, the, the, I don't think the the fire is on the original item yeah. that Yaka was talking about. No, it but, doesn't yeah, have any fire on it, three. right? It's just a plus three. Just yeah, it's just, yeah. Just a plus, yeah. just just I mean, a plus just three. <laughs> plain old short sword plus three. Gotcha. Yeah, but you can fiddle sticks it. It's cute. I, I love, love it. that. That's <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> but who wants to go next? 
Not it. Oh my god. This is a note. I don't uh, have anything. I'm just here to talk with you guys. Well, <laughs> I'm, I have I'm this one. I have a game hook right that's now. just simple. It's right here. <laughs> um, it says game hook yeah. number two. <laughs> a tower suddenly oh, appears okay. next to camp at dawn. That's all it says. I like those little, like, two sentence, yeah. one sentence game hooks because you can expand. Oh, we were talking about that yeah, world tree spell later. earlier. The world tree spell. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that one. That'll be a later one. It's okay, so legit. I guess it is mine, and I'm going to say right now, um, both of mine that I'm going to talk about, um, if you come from Game Master Stash, it is a Facebook page from a dude in Australia. Definitely give him a like they have plot hooks they have homebrew stuff that is just amazing Ooh. just different stuff that he likes and he'll post so there's plot hooks there's monsters there's spells all different kinds of stuff um the one one of the first ones I like is actually a monster. And <laughs> Yaka, yes. Monkey, uh, Ray, you'll definitely understand why I like this because it is definitely my wheelhouse of dark and disturbed. It's called the Blood Eagle. Oh, God. A Blood Eagle is a horrific undead born of brutal, violent humanoid sacrifice. The sacrifice takes around an hour and deliberate desecration of the corpse by a powerful spellcaster. They seek to wreak bloody death on all living creatures they behold, regardless of allegiance. Once created, they wrench themselves free of their humanoid corpse, emerging as a dripping, almost bird-like skeleton with outstretched sharp wings formed of fused rib and arm bones with a dark halo of crimson energy surrounding their head. The former body putrefies rapidly, leaving behind only a foul-smelling slurry and discarded tissue. Gross! That is super gross. It is a medium undead, chaotic evil. Armor class is 16. It has, on average, 102 hit points, but it's 12d8 plus 49... Speed is 10 feet, ground, fly by 60. Uh, stats are 14 for strength, 19 for dex, con is 18, intelligence is 6, wisdom is 8, charisma is 5. It is damage vulnerabilities to bludgeoning because it is undead. It is immune to poison, and it is resistant to radiant damage. That's nuts for an undead. That's, and that's My stupid. gosh. Condition immunities, exhausted, poisoned, it has dark vision, 60 feet, passive perception of 9, it understands all languages it knew in life, but can only scream in wordless rage. It is a challenge rating of 6. Its abilities, blood frenzy, the blood eagle has advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature that doesn't have all its hit points. It also has advantage on any wisdom perception checks to locate a creature that doesn't have all its hit points. Breakneck speeds. Opportunity attacks against the Blood Eagle are taken at disadvantage. 
profane protection. The Blood Eagle has resistance to saving throws against any and all spells or magical effects. Its actions. Multi-attack. The Blood Eagle makes two slash and wing attacks and can move half its speed. Slash and wing melee attack plus seven to hit. Five foot reach. One target does 3d6 plus four slashing damage and the target must succeed a constitution save and throw of 13 or be poisoned until the end of its next turn. Yeah, that's insane. Again, this is, um, because definitely want to give credit where, even if, like, this person didn't create it, they found it. Game Master Stash on Facebook. Um, I'm actually going to send this Oh, shit. I think I might have actually just... Oops. Gonna have to delete that, because I will scare the shit out of... Um... Family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm actually sending it to you guys in the chat. Hell yeah. On Facebook oh, right now. What are they gonna think? You're like a devil worshiper or something? Ah, so yeah. Yay. <clears throat> They'll think you're weird? We don't want that. I, I, I'm okay with the weird part. <laughs> Not the devil worshiper part. That might make things difficult. That might make things a little difficult for you. Just a little. Um, I guess I'm actually reading through a druid summoner right now. So I've wanted to play summoner for a while. Unfortunately, uh, 5e doesn't have a lot of great summoner options. So homebrew-wise, this one doesn't actually look too OP. It, basically, it works with uh, stones. So I'm looking on... Hold on, what's the website? It is a Tumblr page. Dun- Dungeonsanddrinks.tumblr.com um, So their summoner functions with stones. So when you're fighting a creature of uh, quarter CR or lower, medium, medium size, uh, you can mark them with... What is it called? I had it. Uh, your Eoden's mark, Eoden. And when it dies, you can create an Eoden stone out of it. And in order to summon the creature that you just trapped in a stone, its life force, you actually have to throw the stone, use the stone up, and summon the creature. And it's your ally until it dies. You cannot make it back into a stone. But you can use that uh, Aodin's Mark three times per long rest. So you can kind of build up a supply of fucking beasts. Mm -hmm. Um, You could also, at second level, throw the rock at somebody and make it self-destruct instead of summon. And it it causes (laughs) 2d10 force damage on a failed um, dexterity save. Damn. That's pretty cool. Um... So yeah, it's a bit different because it's a druid subclass, not so much a wizard subclass like you would normally see, um, or even a warlock subclass. So with that, and then trapping the life force of a, a creature into a stone versus just knowing a spell where you can just summon things and its concentration, I actually think it's really freaking cool. And I mean, I'm only up to fourth level and it's like, holy shit, this is awesome. That almost seems like anti-druidish. A little bit. Like you're you're not so much trapping, but you're harnessing the life force of a creature. Um, like I could see that being used 
it's a DM, I would allow it, but it would be like, hey, you use this for, like, someone who's desecrating the wilds. Yes. It does say, so, it has a section for creating a summoner. When making a summoner, consider why your character, who might otherwise experience a great bond with nature as druids do, is drawn instead toward the ancient forbidden practice of summoning. Perhaps your character lives in a village where the forbidden faith has survived hidden away from the world for centuries. Perhaps your character witnessed some event wherein the philosophy of druidism fell short in serving to protect an important natural commodity. Have you always been an adventurer as part of your summoning's call? Or did you first spend time as a guardian of a sacred henge or shrine? So, I mean, yeah, it's it's like a forbidden anti-druid type deal. But you could also kind of work it in as, well, this is a dying creature. I can help it live on. Yeah. Uh... I don't know, but it's badass. I don't care. <laughs> that is a very different take on a druid. It is. Because you rarely ever see. I mean, yeah, there's like a regular druid and like, let's say the spores druid, which is like a little bit more yucky. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, it's just druid, like, though. right. Oh, but it still feels, it still feels like a druid. Yeah. This feels like, this does not feel like a druid, but that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. Um, the artwork that they use for the druid himself is very dark. Very dark. Um, yeah. I wish there was like a, not a good and an evil, but like a polar side of the same, like opposite sides of the same coin for every class. Right. Okay, yeah, this is super dark. So I didn't see this beginning page for it. Forbidden Faith. Long ago, a circle of ancient druids were led away from the old faith by a powerful necromantic wizard called Aodin. Through dark rituals, Aodin's followers learned to enhance their power by enslaving the spirits of nature to be summoned forth at will, cheating the natural cycle of life and death. Super dark. But yeah. I love it. I love it. This is actually really cool. Again, I've always wanted to play a summoner. 5e does not do a good job at giving you a summoner to play. Probably yeah. for a good reason, because Pathfinder Summoner is pretty fucking broke. But Pathfinder period was broke. Well, yeah, true. But when you can summon like twenty creatures all at once, bye bye turn order. Right. I don't know. Like I think that's cool because, as, um, I know Andrew, uh, when we played Skyrim, yeah, that's what he did as a magic user. Is he just summoned things? Like, yeah, summoners really and they cool. They did the fighting for him. Mm-hmm. which i think is pretty cool i do like that to, i would i would love to have that summoner option like you're talking about yeah yeah i always wanted to do um the edelin summoner whatever subclass that is uh in pathfinder but then we switched to 5e and i found so many more cool things to play with <laughs> <laughs> You mean because people are creating content for the brand new stuff that came out? <laughs> I know. Holy shit. Although... When do you think there's hmm. going to be a 6th edition or 5.5? I mean, they keep putting out more and more books every year. I don't... I mean... It's going to be probably another 5 years at least before our next The difference edition. between 3, 5, and 4, you know, I think... People felt four was like a cash grab. I mean, yeah. yeah, three five had been out for uh, 
I'm trying to just remember my time frames. I think there was like a five, six year gap between three slash three, five and fourth. Okay. It might have been a little longer, but regardless. Um, and fifth edition's been out since 2014. So. 2014? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, I guess there was about a five, six year gap between fourth and fifth, but I remember. Yep. I want to say like 2010, 2011. My cousin started blowing up my Facebook, like in Messenger, like because we would chat. Because at the time we both were in like really toxic relationships, and we kind of fell back on each other a lot through Facebook. Because he lives in New York, we live in Michigan, so it was rough. But he'd be like, "Hey, I know you got Fourth Edition. You weren't a fan, and just you know, Wizards is trying this. So you should take a look. Like they play tested that hard. Oh yeah." Because they realized they shit the bed on fourth. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to make sure to get it right, and they got it right with fifth edition, man. Case in point, just look at the popularity. It's no longer, like, oh, it wow. doesn't have as much of that stigmatism. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you play D&D? &D? Oh, you're a basement nerd. Like, <laughs> I got people who, like, oh, you play D&D? &D? Ain't work? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, that's cool. You know, you'll get a couple like, oh, nerd, but, you know, it's playfully ribbon. Like, they understand, like, this shit's popular. Yeah, it's good. So. And, and, yeah, looking at it, uh, just looking at the Wikipedia page for D&D &D 5th Edition, playtesting began May 24th, 2012. It okay. ended, uh, or the final playtest packet released September 20th, 2013. So that's okay. a year and a half of just public playtesting. Yeah. That's insane. So I'm going to think 2011 when my cousin and I were falling back on each other. I think they were doing like questions like because mm -hmm. I know I got a couple of these questions and like it's like, oh, hey, here's an email. Please respond. And two, and they were like a couple questions. Yeah. And like 10 minutes later, you're like, this isn't a couple of questions. This is a goddamn test. <laughs> like. Yeah, it says in January 2012 they announced it uh, that they were going to be developing it. They referred to it as D and D Next. Um, okay. And they debuted it uh, early 2012 before the playtest to about 500 people. So they so, were asking yeah. you fuckers like, "Hey, what do you want this game to be?" And then oh, they, they were doing that before though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, before I remember and then they're like, "Hey guys, like 2010, 2011." Like they were like. Yeah. Hey, we're thinking about, you know, making some changes is what they were calling it. Yeah. So we were thinking like a 4.5. Yeah, no, not a full-blown fucking edition. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, they realized they shit the bed. You know, they wanted 4th edition to be something more online-based, kind of wowie. And because I remember having subscriptions to magazines and right around 4th edition... They were like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, this is kind of basically a Roll20 meets desktop game simulator. Yeah. Versus, like, it was a combination of the two. 
and it just it fizzled out. I don't know if it was before its time or if it was a simple fact that it was, you know, fourth edition and that sure as hell didn't help. Yeah, I know fourth edition really crashed. I'm glad I never got a chance to play it, honestly, because I went from Pathfinder three and a half and right. straight to five. Um, the things I've seen, like there's a couple things fifth edi- or fourth edition did right. Um, minions. That is, I like minions because the whole concept of minions are, um, you're a high, like you get high, okay, so, uh, minion creatures, adapting the rules to 5th editions isn't a perfect solution, but it can be some fun. Pretty much the minion template is, minions are expendable henchfolk, which attacks and mass, being downed easily by heroes, so it's... Kind of a way to let your heroes kind of flex a little bit. Yeah. Um. You treat them as they have an AC, like a group AC, like a swarm, basically. Oh no, they all have an AC. Oh, okay. Uh, the thing is, you treat them like they have one hit point. Ah. Uh. So if you can hit. You know, they're one AC, they are not one AC, but they're low armor, one hit point, they yeah. don't do a whole lot of damage. It's literally to be like, oh, hey, I got these new spells or this new ability. I don't think they have cleave or anything like it in 5th edition, at least I haven't seen. Not like Pathfinder, but they do have yeah. a cleave. Yeah, not like 3, 5, yeah. and Pathfinder where... That's a good rule to have when you're, like, fighting low-level dudes. Right. (laughs) It's literally like, oh, hey, you're... And I think the only thing is... I think the template was... Uh, As long as they're a challenge rating of four or more below the party's average level. So it's something to do... You know, especially you can do minions uh, at higher levels, you know. Like, oh, hey, these squad of goblins are undead, basic undead. Fuck them up. Ogres, when you get higher levels, like, yeah, it's just stupid shit that... You fought enough to know, oh, hey, I stick here, they die. (laughs) Perfect. Right, so... Yeah, 5e doesn't have that stigma. Did I ever tell you about that time I was at a party and somebody approached me about Dungeons and Dragons? I, no. I don't know. I remember you saying, like, you played in your friend's basement at a sleepover. I remember that. So, I was at this party and I was talking... <laughs> I was at this party and I was talking about these dice boxes because i make dice boxes and i've sold a couple of them they're fantastic by the way guys i'll never sell them ever again because they're a lot of fun they are (laughs) (laughs) but they're cool so i was yeah they're they're really cool so i sold a couple of dice boxes that i had made and an acquaintance of mine was like um you were you talking about dice boxes like like for Dungeons and Dragons, like they were like approaching me quietly on the side, like trying to buy drugs, about baby. D and D, yeah, but <laughs> like the same same thing. And I'm like, 
yeah, actually, uh, I DM, uh, I play, blah, blah, blah. I, I know Pathfinder. Uh, I know Fifth Edition. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, pretty. I'm like, I got what you, I got what you need, buddy. <laughs> and it did. You know, they were like, "Oh my gosh!" And then we started talking about it for like a good twenty minutes, just talking about D and D. And they were like, "Oh my gosh! Well, um, we've been looking for a DM or whatever. Let's get together." And it ended up not working out because then COVID happened and ah. all of that stuff. So thanks. COVID. Nothing really came to fruition after that. But it was just so funny that like that doesn't. How does that happen? <laughs> this is like. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane. Like I, I can't say I've ever been to a party where somebody's like, "Hey, who plays D and D? Do you play D and D?" they like approached it very like cautiously too it's like um perhaps maybe um is it possible that you were uh, maybe talking about could the I, dungeons and dragons could i acquire some of this fantasy role-playing right <laughs> exactly like, uh sure they were very cautious to approach but then once i confirmed i was like yeah D D." they're like hell yeah and then we started talking about it and it was, it was just really good time. yeah <laughs> yeah i have another one okay go. i, I, I want to share because hey, let's talk it. about that one after the break. ah short rest okay let's go <laughs> Thanks for listening to Busy Adults. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and pretty much everywhere else on the Make sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to Busy Adults. That's B-U-S-Y-A-D-D-U-L-T-S. Now, back to the show. Hey, Yaka here, bringing you back into the episode. So excited. <laughs> it's like can i make it any more awkward this is my challenge <laughs> yes i'm sure i you know can. you can i'm surprised I mean, there was no it's hard because like i just can't flash the people and like make it awkward that way because this is an audio thing and you know what i'm saying i think if you, I'm sure you can make it like happen. Make a bunch of like wet slapping noises into <laughs> the microphone. That would be enough to make it awkward for the listeners. Say, Wetter. Say, Just save it for the OnlyFans. <laughs> Wetter. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Busy Adults OnlyFans, it's, where we don't show our faces, but uh, sure of a hell of a lot more. It's it's only Yaka though. Don't get your hopes up for anybody else. It's only, it's only <laughs> and it only goes like from nipples to knees, like no other no. body part. It's not even feet. Yeah, sorry, foot fetish guys. It's not gonna happen. Nipples you know we're going to get a fucking message like, hey, <laughs> you guys said this. Where is it? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to pay for it, I'm sure Yaka's all for it. $5 yeah. is $5, right? I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> oh, so, Yaka, what, oh, is, what is this awesome homebrew thing <laughs> you found? What it's you got? called... It's called Pact of Hunger. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Here we go. Nom, 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 nom. 
your patron has blessed you with the ability to eat the flesh of your foes to gain a semblance of their power. As a full turn, you may consume a half pound of raw meat from a non-humanoid creature, which you helped to defeat. You may choose a single aspect of that creature to assume for one hour. The features may you may choose are as follows. A type of vision, low light, dark light, or dark vision, blind sense. A plus two to the creature's highest stat. A natural weapon, plus two to your AC as natural armor. And a special attack, breath weapon, petrifying gaze, blah blah blah. You may only have a single aspect active at any given time. If you consume another serving of flesh, you lose the previous aspect. And I just think, how badass is that? And that creepy. pretty good. Yeah. And totally... Maybe sp- you would go after, like, specific creatures to gain mm-hmm. whatever abilities. Like, and- okay, guess what? I'm going after trolls so I can regenerate. Well, and you can put it... I mean, how many times have people had the bag of holding or a bag of cooling where it keeps food and stuff good? inside of the bag and you just throw the raw meat in there and oh we're gonna go fight this creature i pull out this meat from this thing we defeated before take a bite let's go can you cast gentle repose on on somebody and use that in the same fashion isn't isn't there one that like stops the body from decay oh yeah there is i forgot what it is but will that work with like cut off pieces well, I'm saying, like, I know that people have uh, created, like, bags of holdings for right. druids and things like that, where you could... And I think they used it in Critical Role when they Critical were doing role. the the uh, hunting thing. You know what I was talking about, uh, Campaign campaign one yeah. with the mm-hmm. guild from Vasselheim, the yep. hunters. Yep, and they yeah. went and hunted, and they had to gather specific items from magical creatures for spell components for casters and that was their gig as they went and killed these creatures harvested them and then sold them the slayer's take yes that's what it was um yes gentle repose you touch a corpse or other remains for the duration the target is protected from decay it also says it can't become undead and the duration is 10 days oh is it sounds like it worked to me yeah it's not concentration if it's 10 days no. Cleric, Paladin, and Wizard, second level spell. Hey, look at that. Yes. Yeah. But those would that would require you to someone else to cast it on that. That's fine. Because that's not a this is a warlock pact and not that. True. So someone else is baby. <laughs> Multi class. I guess so. I guess so. I mean that would be a good strategy. Like we're gonna go up against ex-boss or ex-big bad guy we know this information time to go hunting just imagine go hunting carrying 10 pounds of white dragon flesh around or whatever hey you know what helps with that floating disc oh tensors tensors there you go you got a fucking levitating cart right there for all that meat that's true. Get How on much the can an unseen servant? Uh, unseen servant can't carry too much. Yeah, that's more much. more than a magic hand, less than a floating disc. 
So that's the scale. That's the scale. <laughs> Magic I'm going hand, on. unseen servant, I, floating desk. That's the scale I'm going on. Damn it. I don't know. I've never looked at the unseen servant. I don't see any case to use it besides, like, I can just use magic hand to do shit for me. That's true. Fair enough. But yeah, I love it. Get me in there. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I guess I can go next. Um, It sounds like Drake's got some. I just sent you all the picture. Um, What is this? A lot of, uh, again, puppy. Game Master's stash, oh, what the fuck? a lot of the stuff has some, like, fucked up art. Yeah. Poopy. I, I, I saw like the puppy it. first, and then I see the giant in the back. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, I didn't see the giant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't With either. the giant meat hook. Yeah, I didn't either until I'm like, wait a minute, that's I not a tree. I just see all the glowing eyes, and then all of a sudden, I just, boop. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Game Master stash, go definitely check them out on Facebook. They're solid. Um, let me use this as a plot hook. Basically, they have the scout, the Arcadian Mastiff. Uh, quick synopsis: like half elf or elf finds this puppy, a litter of eight puppies. Oh, it is elven. Okay, so litter of eight puppies. Mother dies, and he finds it near a ley line. Um, can get rid of seven. Of the dogs, but one he can't. So then, you know, through adventuring, settles upon this area outside of a small town. But he realizes, like, two, three decades in, this is still a puppy. Or a very young dog. And gets it, meets a archdruid, comes to find out that it is actually a Feywild puppy, and it's immortal. Oh. Um... That, I'm sorry, that would be an elven thing. Yeah. Like, an elf would just, like, 30 years go by and you're like, huh. wait a minute, this is still a puppy. He should be dead. He should be dead ten times over. I should have right. three more of you. What the hell? That's my elf voice. <laughs> but basically, this dog, you know, serves an important role in town, alerts the village to any presence of evil that wanders the land, particularly the dark fae who kidnap kids in the night so you know it says for centuries the dog and the elf help keep the village safe um the elf finally passes after 2000 years uh he gifts the puppy to the town and yeah and the puppy just basically gets passed down and huh. to someone. And the artwork is like they were saying. There's this puppy in like a snowfield, and there are lots of dead villagers. <laughs> a a horde of undead. They are dead. I mean, that's what it looks like. I see blood coming out of people's mouths. They're fucking yeah, I undead. See, well, I I'm just saying because it's like, you know, it says dark face, so in the description so maybe they're supposed to be dark fae but yeah there's a lot of undead or creepy shit but I mean that would be a cool plot hook to use like oh hey you have this town that should be overrun by whatever like say you're adventuring and you're traveling through and you're just coming across and all of a sudden like everything just stops or even like oh hey 
constantly, you're exhausted, you're this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden you're just hauling ass, trying to get away just to find something, and all of a sudden everything just stops, and just kind of like, won't pass this point, you're like, what the hell, and all of a sudden this dog just comes up, and you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing out here, little guy? (laughs) This seems like this would be a good one for like... I was yeah. thinking my Disney campaign, but like just a general dark fairy tale. Yeah. Like this would yeah. be a nice little town to come upon. Yep. And then like the dog's so old it learns to speak and its first word is Edward? No. Oh God. <laughs> I will murder Get this you. guy out of here. I, got I will y'all. murder got you. Kick him out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. You bastard. I already had to see that shit earlier this week. Fuck you guys. Oh, <laughs> yep. I had. We're to sensitive <laughs> to that. Yeah, for sure. I literally it's... had no context of it because I never watched it. And then when you guys explained it, and I watched the scene again, I was like, Jesus! Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up. For those of you who don't know um, and want to have your heart ripped out, Full Metal Alchemist. Go watch um, the original. Check first. it out and then cry. Yeah. If you yeah. really want it to hit you hard, watch the original anime, Full Metal Alchemist. Just that, not, that yeah, arc. Not Brotherhood. Just that arc. Brotherhood, if you want a really quick like synopsis that hits it. But if you really want your heart torn out, fucking watch that first one just up until that point. And then you can stop. You'll have to stop. <laughs> You'll have to take a break. Yeah, and then go um, to Brotherhood and actually watch how it's intended. Like the whole anime. Well, actually, and then go to like... I don't know, Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z for some eye bleach, like to just reset your soul, (laughs) and then you can go back. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like if you're going to watch Full Metal Alchemist, the first anime, watch it up to Hughes. Okay, yeah, up to Hughes, because that's a harder hit to. Yeah, yeah. Just completely get your heart ripped out and destroyed, and then go to Brotherhood. Yeah. Go to Brotherhood. You can skip like like, four or five episodes. Yeah, really. It goes through it pretty quick. Like, 30, 40 episodes in the original is like 10 episodes in the uh, Brotherhood. Uh, but yeah, if you really want your soul to be destroyed, watch that. Watch both both of those uh, arcs, I guess. Yeah. Just rip the heart right out of your chest and stomp on it. Yeah, so fuck you, Yaka. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here great, to piss you all off. Great anime, Rack. Uh, I hate you. What? I mean, Love it. I shared one in chat. Do you want me to go for it or not? Nah? Yeah. If you want to, yeah. So it's a story hook. I like it. Yeah, it's a it's a D and D campaign concept. So it's just bare bones. But it says the restriction of epic magic by the goddess of magic, Mistra, is slowly lifted, allowing powerful mages to cast tenth level magic once more. An ancient. Uh, entity sealed away in a meteor by such long forgotten magic is able to free itself from its bonds and descends upon Abir Toro. I think it's just their town. Uh, it's up to the party to traverse the world, gain knowledge of this ancient sealing magic, obtain any needed components, battle and weaken this entity to seal it uh, once more. Which, pretty badass because now you're throwing 10th level spells into the mix. I'm wondering if it gives you 10th level spells, like if you were to read on or find the original source, because there aren't any, or you're going to have to make them. 
I would assume um, Yaka just... has a 10th level spell he wants right. to talk about. Is it Wish times a... 2? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's Wish's free action. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You don't even need to cast Wish to make it a free action. It is now. Make it a oh, cantrip, Jesus. make it a free action. <laughs> pew, 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 Wild West, baby. Wild don't West. Don't know what's gonna happen. Just gotta think about it real quick. Done. <laughs> wow. I mean, if that were to happen, I would definitely take a page out of <laughs> Marvel's Civil or no. The nerds are going to kill you. Um, Mutant X or no. House of X. Mm-hmm. Arc where basically... Is that like Big um, Brother where they're living with their exes? No. The quick <laughs> synopsis there, is... But no. Uh, Scarlet Witch has a complete mental breakdown, goes full Super Saiyan Broly rage, yes. uses her powers <laughs> to the ultimate ability, yes. and makes humans the minority and mutants the, the norm. Oh. And everything goes sideways, so she snaps at the end and says, no more mutants. And it completely obliterates like all the mutants. Like Everyone becomes normal. <laughs> Like, yeah, so, Yaka, if you ever try pulling that shit in my campaign, I'd be like, okay, somebody realizes how bad this is and goes, no more wish. (laughs) No more magic, period. Done. Yeah. Done with magic. You want to heal? Learn. Yeah, it's gonna (laughs) die. Put a band-aid on that bitch. (laughs) Put a band-aid on it. Learn how to be a doctor yourself so you can repair that leg. Give me the opposite. I want ultra magic. I want level 10 spells. <laughs> Give me them spells. Right? <laughs> God damn it. Um, I did find a really cool weapon that I think would work very well for our group. It's called the Hellfire Gauntlet. So it's a legendary gauntlet. It's actually, it requires attunement by a character with a con score of at least 18. Oh, damn. Crafted from metal, formed wow. in a world far from this one. Protective spikes protrude out from the, beyond the wearer's knuckles. A detailed sculpture of an unknown creature forms most of the gauntlet's shape. An ever-burning fire stems from the sculpture and rises up the elbow of whoever wears the gauntlet. If you meet the requirements and attune to it, you gain a bunch of new abilities. Your strength score is increased, increased by two. All melee weapon attacks you make deal an additional 2d4 fire damage. If you roll max damage on any damage die against a target of medium or smaller size, they must make a competing strength athletics check against you. Um, Otherwise, they get pushed back 5 feet. While wearing and attuned to the gauntlets, your unarmed strikes deal 1d8 slashing or piercing damage. You are considered proficient with unarmed strikes while attuned to this weapon. You must use strength as the modifier. Uh, you gain access to the Firebolt cantrip, and strength is used for calculating the hit bonus for Firebolt. Now, you can also awaken it by, um, doing whatever the DM deems necessary to do so. You gain three charges, which replenish at each dawn. By expending one charge, you can cast Fireball at a level equal to your proficiency bonus, minimum third, with wisdom being used for the calculating spell hit bonus. Whoa. By spending an action, one of the following effects activate. By spending one charge after that action, you must or you smash your weapon into the ground, creating a devastating shockwave of force and fire. All creatures within 20 feet of you must make a dex save 
or take 4d6 force and 4d6 fire damage and be knocked prone or have as much on a uh, successful save and not knocked prone. Mm. By spending one charge, an aura of fire washes over you for one minute. Any creature that damages you with a melee weapon or spell attack takes 2d6 fire damage. Grappled targets take 2d6 fire damage at the beginning of each of their turns while grappled. Jesus. And that's it. That's it? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, the whole, like, fireball, I'm just just gonna throw a fireball whenever I want, and um, just punching the ground and making a giant eruption, those are the two things I'm excited about this weapon for. Because it seems badass. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, I mean, fifth edition homebrewing dot tumblr dot com. Yes. Yep. Fifth edition homebrewing dot tumblr dot com. Thank you. I mean, I definitely like Fireball because our last session we played in yours, Ray, definitely helped <laughs> keep us alive after you know we went and fought again we after one fight and thankfully you know Aaliyah got her short rest and was like fuck this yep let's throw some fireballs well placed fireballs yep and you know what they they helped us survive surprisingly but just we told them we told them you guys are gonna die if you don't drop your weapons and run you're gonna die you gonna die <laughs> to the jungle. Exactly. But yeah, I, I like homebrew weapons. Dope. I haven't found any that aren't super broke. Uh, there was one I found. It was a rapier of wind. I don't remember exactly uh, where it was, but I found it on Pinterest somewhere. Um, the the whole point of it is it's a light finesse weapon, and when you slash with it, you can create a uh, ranged attack in a line I think it's 80 feet minimum but yeah it's pretty cool that's that's the only like non super broke one I found this is all it does I mean yeah oh and you're immune to like the gust spell and other wind type things Ooh. so there's that which doesn't come up very often I don't even gust is just like a the cantrip, right? Yeah, so it just pushes yeah. you a little bit. That's it. So, yeah. Uh, what else you got, uh, Drake? <clears throat> that was... I got a bunch, but... I... know we're getting to our hour, and also, you know, we've got other peoples. We do. Ray, did you find something that you like? Yes and no. <laughs> you found something, but you don't like it. No, I... I so... <laughs> so this concept of this episode was what me and Yaka tried to do just by ourselves the one time. Uh, like, nobody else was available. Yes. And it, we tried just me and him, and it was like, we need more people. This is not going anywhere. <laughs> this is just yeah. weird. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're not discussing anything. And the one that I found, it like the best one, it was just like uh, instead of the horn of Valhalla, it's just like the horn of bees. And if you just blow the horn and you summon a shit ton of bees, <laughs> and it's like they they do 
piercing damage. It's a swarm. It was a pretty <laughs> funny thing. bees. Fucking bees. <laughs> and then I just picture I mean... the gif of Oprah going bees, <laughs> and just like the bees going everywhere. And that's I mean, that's all I got. I... <laughs> this item, it was the bees' knees of items, man. I tell oh my you what. God. We need to just kick him out of here. Poor puns. <laughs> Full metal, terrible times. Where's your Broly? Where's your Broly, Yaka? We need to hear it. I yeah, saved it. I, I we, saved it. We need to hear it now. I found yep, other no, ones that I now's liked. The time. Then, then, then say them. Let, let's yeah, hear your Broly. I, let's hear no, your Broly right now. I'm not sharing it. I'm not sharing it now. Why? Just to spite Why? you. Why? Oh my god. <laughs> I actually did save one, and it's like a literal picture of Broly from the movie. Yeah. And they got whatever description they attached to it. I don't even know. I didn't read it. I just, saw, just it. saw Broly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my... I remember. I kept scrolling. For those of us who don't know who this Broly character guy is, what are you talking about? Yeah, Yaka, why are you so enamored by this Broly thing? Because he's got a ripped bod and I want to fuck him. <laughs> no. And he's like eight feet tall and just fucking rage. Oh my gosh. Oh. I, I mean, he's just one of those... I don't even know if he'd be considered a legitimate character now. Uh, movie. Yeah, soup, because it has the super name on it, it is. Right. He is canon. So That story I mean, is canon. To me, I like the old Broly, like just the way. Uh, yeah, I like he f- does it. Yeah, but I don't like his yeah. backstory. His backstory for the, the super is really cool. I like that backstory, but I just like the way Broly is when he's non-canon versus so, the canon. So tell people who Broly is. Yeah, let's go. I I roughly know that Broly is a character in Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Z. That's it. He's just like a beastly. That's all I know. Ragey brawler. Yeah, I just love it. Constantly they... yells Kakarot. Like Goku. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, that's the one thing. <laughs> in the I do new like one, he does not one. yell Kakarot. I do you're like correct. that. Yeah, but I just love how the big thing about who was it? Uh, Ray says it's like uh, Goku's a bitch. Because <laughs> he just uh, he gets his ass kicked and then he comes back around. <laughs> but like Broly does it even better than Kakarot. Yeah, because like, he just like wow, I'm getting my ass kicked. Let's rage some more. Yeah, like, ten and times he just rages up and gets stronger. Like yeah. I, he, I he... love that concept of just this natural raw talent that's uncontrolled, completely uncontrolled. Yeah. Like, it took a fusion between Super Saiyan, Blue, Goku, and Vegeta just to, like, barely beat him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he was still landing punches on them. But, yeah. like, he was definitely handily winning that at yeah. that point. It's ridiculous. And then, hey, Frieza! Yeah. Come here! <laughs> Tag! You're in! That was the funniest thing! <laughs> He's like, he's yours now. He's yours now, Frieza. What? <laughs> and then for hours and hours, he's gonna say his beat while they're trying to yeah. figure it out. Oh, that's uh, great. And then his pride is like, you're not gonna beat me. You're a filthy monkey. And then he's just getting his ass kicked <laughs> for hours on end. <laughs> Am I a filthy monkey? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, guys, if you haven't yet, watch watch the uh, Broly movie from Dragon Ball Super. It's great. Freeze is still incredibly racist. It's actually, like, to a whole new level at the beginning <laughs> yes. of it because it's, like, young Frieza. <laughs> Daddy oh, monkey yeah. this, Daddy, Daddy monkey that. that. Daddy, Daddy monkey. monkey. <laughs> I don't think that's from Dragon no. Ball Z. <laughs> that one's from Four Star. That one is. But... It, it is, but it's something you can hear Frieza saying. Oh, like, stupid monkeys! This absolutely in the beginning of Super when he first like lands, he's like, "Hello, filthy monkeys!" Like that's yeah. in yeah. it. Or <laughs> rude. What, and all the stuff they do for Vegeta is just spot on. Oh yeah. Uh, like his scream when he realizes the Dragon Balls were stolen on Namek, and just <laughs> ah, and he goes through time and space <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Oh. Uh. Yes. It's so good. King Yama thinks it's his ex-wife. <laughs> you took everything from me! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, wow. guys. Yeah. We are huge Dragon Ball fans over here. Uh, Ray, not so much, but that's fine. Uh, that's a lie. I'm a, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Okay, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z! And eh, not so much. Yeah, Z and Super Ray, not so much. No. Uh, super, let me put it this way. I would have Yaka and Monkey over at the end of um, the Super storyline every Saturday whenever <laughs> that Crunchyroll would release and we'd spend like, they'd be over at my house for like two and a half, three hours and we'd only watch one episode, yep. but it would take like an hour and a half to two hours to fucking get it to stream because so many people were trying to yep. stream it at once and it would crash their damn servers. Not to mention Crunchyroll is just horrible. We went and saw the Broly movie in theaters too. Yeah, we went and saw that in theaters. Yeah. Oh, that was good. And I think one of us bought the Resurrection of F movie and watched it at your house. I have all the movies. I don't, I don't have Resurrection of F. I've got Broly. I bought that. I have oh. War of Gods or Battle of Gods. Yeah, Battle of Gods. Resurrection F. I have, and I have Broly. Yeah. I will say, I like Dragon Ball Z better than Super. I do. But I grew up on Z. I think Z is better. I gotta say, it edges it out just yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. I, I just like... love the idea that Goku was once, like, an evil little baby. <laughs> he wasn't then evil. He got, he was... Then he got... No, no, no. He was an evil little baby, and then he got hit on the head with a car or something. He got dropped on a rock. His head on a rock. Something. He got something. And then he got dumb and cute and smart. And, like, he was just a dumb, cute little guy. And he went around just being nice and mischievous. Yep. Like... I'm gonna make but he was character. an evil little baby. The he thing is, evil. though, they've kind of re-retconned that with the did Broly they? movie. Yeah. Aww. Oh, like an evil baby. They did. Yeah, they did in Super. Yeah. In Broly, they did because, like, when he gets sent away, they're like, "We understand he's like, because he, he, the mom's like, but he's so weak and he's so kind." And they're like, "Yeah, we need his mom." Well, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna send him to this Earth planet and he'll be okay. Cause he'll take over that planet. 
He's like, right now with... Well, yeah, because what, Raditz came by and he was like, you should have yeah. only taken a year to get this planet. And it was like, he was a baby guy. He got set as a baby. He was just, what, supposed to turn into a big monkey? Yes, yeah, look that's at the literally what yeah. they would do. And get, yeah. just like, yep. kill They would everything. send them as little ones, and that first full moon, man, game the fuck over. But then they yeah. cut off the tail and took it away, and yada yada. Listen... Master Roshi would have blown up that moon given the opportunity. Piccolo did. Easily. Piccolo, <laughs> yeah, did, Piccolo did, but Master Roshi definitely could have done yeah. it. Yeah. He almost did the one time. <laughs> but he missed, right? Isn't I that... think so. I, I've okay. only watched Dragon Ball through maybe once or twice. I remember when I was a little, little kid, like I was four or so, I watched it at the original house we lived in um, down by Detroit. I remember watching it once or twice. So, yeah. See, I like Dragon Ball. It's fun. It's a it's a fun little. <laughs> Dragon Ball is a fun <laughs> little thing. It's fun. It's good. Dragon Ball Z's where like boys like, like it's, it is boys, teenage yeah. boy like rage and fighting and yeah. yeah. And then well, Super's yeah. just like thirty year old men. Kinda yeah. <laughs> you got it depends on it depends on the episode you know. I feel like they really smoothed out the edges for Super and sped the storyline along more. At times, the Tournament of Power dragged. But it was worth it. It, it was, but it dragged. I don't know. I feel like the Tournament of Power was done right. Like, yeah, you knew it was going to be a long fucking arc. Yeah, because... it wasn't as bad as the Frieza arc, I will say. But it dragged. But, I mean, I would still sit down and watch that whole freeze art. Oh, so would I. <laughs> so would I in an instant. I'll watch that spirit bomb stay in the air for six, seven episodes. <laughs> what the fuck so... is that? <laughs> <laughs> Goku takes a whole episode to go Super Saiyan, and then it's like, oh, hey, this planet's going to just blow up in five minutes. Ten episodes <laughs> later. Yeah. This planet still has got three minutes. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Muffin button. Yay! <laughs> Let me power up the full power. Nope, we're over, Frieza. I'll get you two pizzas. Ah! <laughs> with stuffed crust. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, so thanks Kai. for listening to our episode on uh, homebrew items yeah. on Pinterest. Yeah. We're yeah. just after this. Uh, we're just gonna keep talking about Dragon Ball Z. Probably, so. I'm probably gonna move over to Valheim because that's yeah. awesome. Oh, me too. I want to help you build up uh, the fighting arenas. No, no, no. What are we gonna? I'm do? fighting arenas. Oh, you're gonna help. You're gonna help uh, Drake do the port. I'm gonna go build out like my fighting arena. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to come watch us on <laughs> Mondays at Facebook Gaming. Yeah. Visit B Busted Bones Gaming. Yep. So you could do the URL would be fb as in boy dot gg forward slash Busted Bones Gaming, and we'll be there. That's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. So, but guys, uh, let us know your favorite <laughs> homebrew stuff, like or your favorite anime. Or, yeah. Or yeah, we'll talk about anime <laughs> all day long. <laughs> all day long. If you want to talk about hentai, even uh, Ray's got you. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Kiss X Sis, probably one of my favorite hentais about two sisters who love their stepbrother in ways that oh they gosh. shouldn't. Oh dear lord. Why is it always the step thing? <laughs> 
I mean, that's I mean, the it's number taboo one thing now. for it to be like actual brother or a half brother. Right, so it has to be oh, it's a step because they're they not the blood same. related. But the two sisters are twins, so they're definitely blood related. Oh, They'd be doing things the two sisters shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening, folks. I'm from the north, not the south. <laughs> Just alienated half the fucking country. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out, folks. Have a good week. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Busy Adults Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you next time.